0: This week's episode is brought to you by the Prince of Darkness. Oh, I'd
1: sell my soul for a donut. Well, that can be arranged. Founders, you're the devil? <laughs> it's always the one you least suspect. Now, many people offer to sell their souls without reflecting upon the grave ramification. Do you have a donut or not? Coming up, just sign here. Careful, hot pen. Hmm. Who's that goat-legged fellow? I like the cut of his jib. Uh, Prince of Darkness, sir. He's here eleven o'clock. <sighs> <gasps> now remember it the instant you finish.
0: Uh,
2: yes What mm-hmm. taste David David David, what is this? Pretty thick. I
3: have to a I have big and tiny vagina Boil me up, Back
4: daddy, daddy.
0: Mistletoe alert! This is back country. I mean, this guy was a real how, jerk. How, how long can Hugo be pregnant? Chop, 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 a chop.
2: Oh, such a dick, David. Okay, everybody, put on your corpse handling gloves. You Hoodie Picasso.
0: <laughs> Horror. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts, each and every week, is me, Doctor David Doy. I hold a I hold a. I'm a foremost expert in spookology and scare no nos. And then there's Bryce, who doesn't hold any degrees at all. He's just some some guy. I'm so idiot, uh, but I like him, and he's he's here to stay. So you guys, you know, four years, you can't don't everybody coming at coming at us on Twitter. They're like, I can You I know, replay? instead of
4: going the college route, I decided to get right into horror movie reviews. So I have. More on the job experience than street. David has, and so you got
0: street knowledge. Yeah,
4: yeah, you're gonna need that
0: for this for this review.
4: Sure, you know more theoretical, you know, right? Horror right. movie review knowledge, but I have, right. you know, experience. You
0: have applied knowledge. Applied knowledge, <laughs> right? You have hands, boots on the ground, horror experience,
4: and I'm gonna get. i'm I'm gonna get more promotions early on but then once it gets to like the c level like that's where i'm gonna really regret not getting that yeah
0: you're gonna cap out you're gonna cap out in horror and uh and i'm gonna be free to um progress as i see fit new theatrical releases uh sometimes get priority but we also review older horror boobies both good and horror ball uh as i said i'm david day you should check out our website at horrormovietalk.com from there you'll find a link to all the good stuff today we've got a great show for you we're gonna we're gonna be reviewing hellbound hellraiser 2 this is um in preparation for we a couple years ago we reviewed the original hellraiser And we're now reviewing the second, the sequel to it, that came out in, I believe, '88, a year after the first, just a mere year after the first, in preparation for the new Hellraiser movie that I think is hitting Hulu in October, early October, something like that. I thought it was a series for some reason. Maybe it's a series, I don't know. I'm just a doctor. Um, but so that's pretty exciting. As I said, you could check us out at horrormovietalk.com. Big thank you to everyone who supports the show through Patreon. We got some new patrons to thank. We got Denise H. We got Robert the Farter, who is uh, a, a young man near and dear to my heart. We got Laura D. Ariana L. And Joseph Thank you. thank you guys for hopping on our Patreon and making this show possible. We now have to pay multiple people's paychecks except for ourselves. Um <laughs> so th- thank you for like, you know, keeping people like uh like Dustin Goebel and Fart Simpson employed. Um and keeping the lights on over
4: here. Yeah, it's part of it's part of our brand to not have any monetary benefit. From yes, our effort. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's very important that we remain martyrs.
0: Uh, <laughs> we post new episodes every single Wednesday. So, uh, you know, subscribe to us and make sure to get that, uh, you know, those sweet new episode uh, alerts um, and drop us a nice review. Uh, we uh, You call the show at 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think about... Um, whatever it is that you think about. We start every episode by giving a brief review and score for the movie, score on a scale one to 10. Uh, and after that, we get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film later in this episode. We will be doing a segment called horror movie
4: whores, uh, where we, uh, play your messages. So we'll be doing that. You know, I don't know if that's appropriate anymore. You know we we've got a we got another one star review for being misogynist, and I think well, terms like th- "whores" is not I mean, appropriate anymore. So we should probably just call it horror no. movie sex workers.
0: No, I think that's no. I mean that that review was. I mean it was misogynistic first of all because it called us bros, and that's inappropriate. <laughs> um, because I'm not, I identify as as a woman, and. And I mean, it's just, it's disrespectful to be m- misrepresenting my pronouns, first of all. I'm not a huge stickler for that kind of stuff. But if you're going to come at me with the misogynist angle, maybe you should get it fucking right, retard. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we watched Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 on Prime, and found a not often talked about sequel that is the epitome of everything 80s horror. So, Here is the trailer.
1: The vision is renewed, the power is reawakened, the fear is reborn. Because they have returned. Time to play. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Brace yourself for terror you have never imagined. And your suffering will be legendary even in Hell. And horrors you can never escape.
5: You wanted to know. Now you know.
1: Last year they brought hell to earth. Now they'll take you through hell. No! <laughs> Bound Hellraiser 2. Time to play.
0: Hellbound Hellraiser 2 can be found streaming on Amazon Prime, AMC Plus, Roku, Tubi, Shudder, our favorite. And also Pluto TV. So really, you don't have any excuse not to watch this awesome uh, 80s gem, uh, because you can head on over to Shudder.com, enter code HMT at checkout, and get yourself 30 free days on Shudder to watch this and everything else over there. So the synopsis for Hellbound is Dr. Chenard is the lead doctor in charge of an insane asylum. And this is of the time, so it's okay for me to say that. Kirsty, the protagonist from the original Hell, Hellraiser, is fresh out of her experience in the first movie. Um, so this picks up right where the first one left off and is sent to Dr. Shenard's asylum. Uh, she warns of terrible creatures that killed her family, and they are known as the Cenobites. Coincidentally, <laughs> Dr. Shenard has been searching for the Cenobites and a doorway to hell for quite a while. I don't know why you would be searching for a doorway to hell, as Dr. Chenard is, but there you have it. Uh, As Dr. Chenard heads to hell, Christy follows him to try and save her family, question mark? (laughs) Who are all kind of terrible people, and I don't know why she wants to go and save them. Everyone gets more hell than they bargained for. My review for Hellbound Hellraiser 2 is... Whoa, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) My review for Hellbound Hellraiser 2 is one of... This is one of the craziest horror movies I have ever seen. And that's really saying something. Hellbound came out a mere year after the original in 1988 and managed to be a pretty coherent and disturbing ride. Mostly just disturbing. While some of the plot is a little obtuse and hard to follow, uh, it's made up for with some of the gnarliest gore and craziest world building I've seen in a long time. Remember when movies would come out of, of a real left field places and, uh, and smack you in the face with stuff you never thought of before? Well, Hellbound is determined to pummel you with that kind of thing until you relent. This sequel leans heavily on the original, including a lot of the most effective special effects and scenes from the first Hellraiser. It just includes them in this movie, which ends up being awesome because the first movie is fucking awesome. Like you can't you can't go wrong showing all the best parts of Hellraiser in a in a sequel that tries to go harder than Hellraiser. That's that's awesome. Uh, Hellbound goes even further than the original. Uh, In some of the more disturbing imagery and suggestive scenes, I found myself actually closing my eyes during one scene where I just didn't want to have to see what was happening anymore. Um, I wasn't checking my watch throughout my viewing of Hellbound, and I had such a blast with all the crazy concepts that this has catapulted itself into one of my very favorite 80s horror movies. Um, A tremendous amount of this film relies on the concept of medical malpractice. (laughs) (laughs) and a shrugging and a shrugging of ethics being scary which kind of finds a new foothold today um so while the plot is a little strained this is the stuff of a true 80s horror fan uh that will make a true 80s horror fan cream their pants um i give this a nine out of ten what did you think about this movie bryce
4: yeah i think this is a I I actually stumbled across this movie when I was younger. I think I I watched this. I must have been in high school, but it was one of those where I caught it, um, and it was definitely caught it on TV, and it was definitely something that was like, um, something I probably shouldn't be watching at my age. Um, so of course I watched like as much of it as I could, um. Might have been middle school. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember, but like a lot of this watching, it was kind of a fever dream of remembering like a lot of these scenes. Um, I thought I had, I thought the movie that I was thinking of before was Hellraiser the first one, but um, most of it, most of the things I remember were from this one. So like the, you know, opening the portal in the hospital and, and uh, just all the, you know, the, the mummy scenes (laughs) and like all that stuff. So like a lot of this was like remembering the scenes. Um, and I think in terms of like featuring the Cenobites and, and like the stuff that happens in hell, this is a way more interesting movie than, than the original Hellraiser, the the Hellraiser, like the Cenobites just kind of show up once, once or twice. they're like, Oh, these guys, these guys mean business, but in this one, they're much more of like a main character and like, you see basically the creation of a couple. So, <clears throat> oh, I can't hear it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun ride. It's, it's very much yeah again like a fever dream <laughs> watching this movie like it it feels very very dreamlike um and and in in so much that like it's hard to like state a coherent plot or a reason for why things are happening i mean other than like there are these characters and they're there and they're doing these things but it's not like that like there's a strong through line or like uh stakes other than just escaping the dream basically um but it's super effective uh some of the best yeah special effects i've seen in a in a movie um, um i didn't i, I would i would have liked to see more in terms of like character development or something like a character arc or like an actual plot that's more than like opening the portal and then closing it. Um, so I, I, but I still really, really liked it. So I give it an eight out of 10.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, it'd have been nice if they tried a little bit to make it make a decent amount of sense. It's not like it didn't make any sense. It made some
4: sense. It's just, it was so, I mean, if you compare it to Hellraiser, like Julia, is a much more interesting character in yeah. in Hellraiser. Um, Kirsty is probably about the same amount of interest. She's just kind of a pawn in the story. Um, but like Julie and Frank, they're really interesting and like grotesque characters in the first one. This one, they're just kind of, you know, just mustache twirling villains. And that's like what, it's all just scary people coming at you it's very much a nightmare you know like you're running away but you can't run fast enough
0: yes yeah it it feels um it feels a little goofy but it sweeps you up in so much um weird horrible ideas and practical effects and uh, an imagery that it gets away with having just the weakest um plot like it's in and and you know you just kind of forgive it because you're like wow I I kind of want it like I kind of want to know more about hell <laughs> right. like right and every time you get to go there you they show you a little bit more and you're like oh yeah 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 more of this and it's it's like a really good drip of of that of just being like here's a little
4: more of the weird shit and you're like oh weird shit yeah I mean <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a drip feed of weird shit it's a pretty steady you know, four-course meal of weird yeah. shit. A deluge. Yeah, a deluge of weird shit. And also, it's kind of funny because we just watched The Ring, which, you know, the the scares in that rely on showing you um, uncomfortable images, but in flashes, you know, and the same images over and over again, mostly. And you compare it to this, and it's like... <laughs> this is hard uh, R yeah yeah like uh excuse me, but fuck you, I'm going to make you very very uncomfortable for two hours yeah and, uh, yeah it's it's effective like I mean it's pretty hard to I mean even a jaded um you know <clears throat> internet generation such as myself uh can look at this and be like, yeah, I don't really want to look at that for much longer, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, there's, it's not just the practical
0: effects, it's the concepts, which is a hard thing to do to come up with those gnarly, gnarly concepts for jaded horror fans. You know, I mean, we're fresh on the heels of Human Centipede 2, and there was a scene in this that I found grosser than most of the concepts in Human Centipede 2.
4: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, is that it shows you how important ideas are over over like the effect because there's some ideas in here that are so uncomfortable it's but the visuals are obviously fake you know you got you got a baby with its mouth being sewn shut it's like obviously a very very fake baby it looks like a silicone doll but the idea <laughs> like you're filling in you're filling in the concept in your head and no matter what you're seeing and no matter what, like what logically your brain is telling you, it's still thinking, yeah, but what if, you know, that stuff is disturbing. So, and it's not just, it's not just the
0: effects and the concept, it's the execution too. like the editing in this is frantic, um, you know, when it wants to be, you know, when the, when you're in that insane asylum and you're going from door to door, kind of like looking at the the carnival of souls kind of like people who are being tortured. It's very stressful. You know, it's, it's like, Oh God, like, what's that person inflicted with And Oh God. And then it, and then it, like, it, it drops you back into a nice calm scene and lets you calm down for a minute before it, it ramps you back up. Like it's, it's a well edited, well put together. Like it's, it's a, somebody knew what they were doing when they were putting this together. Um, so yeah, so you give it an eight. That's pretty high praise from Bryce, I'd say.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely worth watching. Definitely, like I hear a lot of things about Hellraiser sequels, but I think if you watched Hellraiser and and Hellbound back to back, like you would not you would not notice a considerable drop in quality. Like it's 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 almost like. It almost feels like the unabridged Hellraiser, you know, it's like, this is how much they wanted to show you in Hellraiser, but they, you know, had to, you know, actually tell a story and keep it under four hours. So this is all the stuff that they would have wanted to put in to the story. And I also wonder what the, because is based off of a, a novel, isn't it? A Cl- Clive Barker n- novel, novel. So I wonder how much was taken from the novel for this sequel from what i've read it's a pretty um i mean the
0: novel made a lot more sense than this basically you know this is this is you know clive barker is a very talented writer um but they definitely um took let's see the the director uh for this one was uh tony Randell and um and it was adapted um it, he did he did Escape from New York. He did the visual effects on Escape from New York in nineteen eighty one. Um so he you know, he's he's familiar with the uh the uh you know and then Peter Atkins did the screenplay for this, adapted it from Clive's um Clive's work. And actually Peter Atkins has done the screenplay for did the screenplay for Hellraiser three, which is supposedly like the other one that um that everybody's like, Oh, that's where it's, that's where that's the last good one. Um, and then he went on, which is kind of sad because he went on to do a lot of the other Hellraisers, uh, and, uh, and actually Wishmasters as well. Um, you know,
4: that's funny. Cause like I saw, <laughs> I was like, you know how you, you're like half paying attention to the opening credits in a movie yeah. and you're like getting settled, getting your drinks. So, and I, just a glance out of the side of my eye, Tony Randall. Like, it's like, Oh, Tony Randall's in this. And so Even I was thinking, L. Tony Randall, the actor. Right. From, you know, what was he in? Like he's got a recognizable career, but he's like from the sixties and seventies. And he was in pillow talk that, <laughs> that rock Hudson endorsed Dave vehicle. Um, oh, okay. But he's also a singer, I believe. Oh, the Odd singer? Couple guy? Yeah, the Odd Couple guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was expecting like his Dr. Chenard Tony Randall, and I just don't recognize him. No, it's his well, Tony Randall. That's that's good that we've cleared that up for me because I was I was worried that I missed Tony Randall. Let me clear something else up for you.
0: Um, you need to start listening to my other podcast called Hotline and Advice Podcast. I do it over there with my co-host, Babyface Billy, and we just took the concept from Horror Movie Talk where people call in and we have people call in and ask for advice. We also write in, Um, but we've been going for more than a year. We do two episodes a week and they're pretty short They're you know, between 15 and 20 minutes A piece, so you get you get a nice little start to your every Tuesday and Thursday. So you guys should should check out Hotline and Advice Podcast. You can find that anywhere podcasts are uh, listened to. And thank you very much for listening. I I really appreciate it. Also, you should give our sponsor night channels a go. Nightchannels.com sells all the coolest horror movie and occult, and satanism, and music-themed shirts, and sweatshirts uh, that you can get your hands on in high-quality materials that makes your your nips go crazy. Um, and, you know, we got this thing called the Night Channels Challenge, where if you head over to nightchannels.com, just browse around a little bit and close out, close out of the website, but you know what? you'll be back i guarantee it because um they still sponsor us and so this night channels challenge must work um because there's just so much cool shit over there um and these are prints that you've never seen before you you haven't seen these anywhere this is not the normal predator t-shirt this is a different cool version of it and uh, and you can get your hands on it and throw a bunch of shit in your cart And then enter code HMT at checkout and get 13% off your whole order. So do it. Um, That's nightchannels.com. Enter code HMT at
4: checkout. I want to plug our YouTube channel. So you might not know if you're listening to the regular audio podcast on all the regular audio podcast platforms, but we're doing video now. Like we actually have video and you can see our ugly faces on youtube at youtube.com slash c slash horror movie talk please please subscribe to our youtube channel we're trying to get up to a thousand subscribers because once we get to that point we um and get enough views view hours i guess we it kind of unlocks some uh cool features for what we can do we can on make, YouTube. we can make tiny tiny fractions of cents right that yeah we can start making tiny tiny fractions of cents for for views but more importantly it unlocks some like cool features that we can do more stuff on youtube uh to augment the podcast so please um follow us there we're at 700 subscribers right now and we want to get up to a thousand
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, we, as I said, Fart Simpson is helping us, um, helping us do this. And, and so we we appreciate him tremendously and his incredible talent in video editing. So he does a great job. So you're going to want to check it out is what I'm trying to say, because he puts together some fucking awesome uh, shows for you guys over there on our YouTube channel. You should know that if you're listening to these commercials, you don't have to. You can get a commercial free version over on our Patreon at patreon.com/slash horror movie talk. Uh, you pay for the six dollars and sixty-six cents a month tier. That's one cup of coffee a month. Gets you access to every single episode of Horror Movie Talk commercial free and uh and a bunch of other cool well, shit too. Uh... We got Afterpods.
4: Not okay
0: clarifying yeah it goes back to when we started patreon which is about two and a half years ago
4: Um, well it doesn't get
0: every single episode but
4: actually it's it's shorter than that because we didn't start posting early access episodes of the podcast until we started offering that perk but from basically got it you got from to step up. Several months from several months Look, ago just, to we can answer the questions as they come. They we
0: can we, you know it's it's okay. It'll be this, all. This kid, has come up. I'm just be saying, all right, kids. Um, <laughs> you don't have to step on it. Uh, you can also check out our shop at whoremovietalk slash shop. Um, check that out. I think we're gonna be getting some new shirts over there here soon. Mutterings from Dustin about. Um, Team Spear versus Team Bat. We got some fucking badass designs coming in over there. Um, and speaking of Dustin, you should check him out. Dustin Goebel, He's our professional artist who fucks very hard. He also takes commissions from you guys, and uh, so you can contact him over on Instagram at dGoble00. That's at dgoebel 0 on Instagram. Make your artistic dreams come true. Make him draw. Um, you know, uh, Edward Scissorhands with, uh, with vaginas for hands. Um, uh, tell him we sent you when you do that. And finally, if you want to give us a call, call us at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening and let's get into spoiler. Spoilers. So from here on out, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this thing. Fortunately, it spoils the shit out of the first movie. And really, you should be watching the first movie first, because this is a little going to be a little hard to follow if you didn't. Um, Maybe impossible to follow if you didn't. Um, Although it does take a lot of those important scenes from the first and just poop them right out. How did that work for you? I thought that was I at first. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cheap," and then and then I got to see all those super great, um, uh, you know, um, what do you call them? Real realistic effects.
4: Yeah, practical effects. Practical effects from the first one. I was like,
0: "Oh, this is a great idea. Like, you'd be crazy not to include this in this movie."
4: Yeah, I mean, you you have two options when you're trying to like recap the you know first movie. You can either just show a, um, montage from it. Um, or you can have, you know, exp- expository dialogue where it's just like, Oh yes, I'm here in this asylum because my aunt was a crazy, or my, uh, stepmother was a crazy person that, uh, sacrificed men to her ex boyfriend. So he could come back from hell. And he was a, Blood covered skinless monster, uh, and then I defeated them. So, I mean, it's like it usually ends up being simpler just to show it, you know, than to try to organically create dialogue that will explain everything that people need to know from the first one. Um, simpler, but and also
0: just a in this case, just a much better idea because. The first, I mean, Hellraiser is so, so strong in its visual storytelling abilities. It's like, you'd kind of be, it, it was a good idea. You'd kind of be crazy not to show that shit, because it, it's better this way. Um, and then we kind of get this cool, there's a lot, <laughs> I say cool, but I've been bemoaning the origin stories uh angle uh, like you know how you constantly every fucking marvel movie is an origin story and you're just like after 10 years of origin story movies like three a year you're just like oh i'm sorry
4: the hero's journey works
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well this is the anti-hero's journey because we get the origin story of pinhead
4: um you get uh, this guy it's pretty simple origin story just a A guy with large ears plays with a Rubik's Cube, and uh, then you get Pinhead. What? Well, large ears? What do you Mm -hmm.
0: explain yourself?
4: Guy's got giant ears. Have you not noticed that? Doug Bradley? Yeah. Look at a picture of Doug Bradley and tell me he doesn't have the biggest ears in the world.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he does here. Does he in the... I guess he...
4: You know, it's because he's... If you were bald, you'd have huge ears, too. I mean, those are like wings. Somehow Doug, it doesn't it doesn't look as bad when his head's white. Dude, Doug Bradley is still doing shit. Like
0: mostly voice acting shit. Yeah. Mostly like video games and cartoons and shit. That dude, he's still cranking. For some reason he was on the Misfits um <laughs> tour video collection. Whoa. Wow, he's been in a lot of shit.
4: Good on him. Good good job, Doug Bradley. There, there was a moment, like Erin was watching this. She didn't want to listen to the audio, so she was just on the visuals. But there was a moment. <laughs> she doesn't know anything about Hellraiser. And she just turns to me and she goes, So, is the plot of Hellraiser, what if a Rubik's Cube was cursed? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty much. And then we both laugh for a while. It's like that is, from from an outside perspective without like all the effect of audio and like the the tone setting, it just looks like someone found a real spooky Rubik's cube. Yeah. I'm like oopsie. The f- oops. I opened portal to hell. <laughs>
0: well, you you strike me as someone who would know how to do a Rubik's cube. Can you can you solve one? Of course I can. You can? Uh-huh. Can you pretty quick or Are you out of practice?
4: I could do it. I don't know if I
0: I can. I can get my daughter to bring one down. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Then you're just going to be sitting there on the fucking
4: clicking around on a Rubik's cube. Don't do that. Uh, That's not good podcast. I I will. No one's going to believe me. No one's going to believe it. I love that like Rubik's cube at one point was like, wow, he's a genius. He can solve a Rubik's cube. But now you see like, you know, seventh graders do it in 20 seconds. Like, okay. So well what a, is
0: that it's just it's just a equation right it's just, just like an algorithm a, for for how to solve each layer basically yeah well in any event the other thing the other noteworthy thing i had to say about the start of this movie was oh shit it's the uh it's the uh poor man's uh winona Ryder over here <laughs> speaking of edward scissorhands um
4: yeah, yeah. Was uh, this pre I, or post Winona Wy- Ryder being big? When was Winona mean, Ryder's big hit? Probably Beetlejuice, right? And
0: that was 87? 86 or seven, I think. Um,
4: I, don't, I don't. Was there anything before? So there were competitors. That's what it was. Well, I mean eighty eight yeah. Heather's. So this was concurrent.
0: Yeah. With well, Winona. And then, but. But
4: then, uh, was Lawrence, eighty-eight. So Ashley
0: Lawrence played. um Yeah, they were they were head and head and head because Ashley Lawrence played in played Kirsty in the first
4: Hellraiser movie as well. Well, and um, you know, a year ago, Wynona Ryder, won out, she stole all the glory. Yeah, she's did excellent. she? She's excellent at stealing. I mean, <laughs>
0: Ashley Lawrence. Let's see what else she's been in. Oh yeah, not a tremendous amount. Oh, she was in J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales, which we promoted on our show a couple years ago. We had the creator. We had J.J. J. Villard on our show.
2: Hi,
1: Robert England here, a.k.a. Freddy fucking Kruger. That's <laughs> a different
0: guy. And you're listening to horror movie talk. Wasn't that
4: the J.J. Villard thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that we got, uh, we got, what's his face, Robert England from J.J. Villard.
4: Right. I know that's yeah. not
0: J.J. J. Villard to
4: saying he was when we were promoting that show. No, I'm saying you're
0: confused. That's that's Robert England. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we get to see the origin of Pinhead. He was an archaeologist back in the turn of the 20th century, roughly around there, maybe the 1920s or 30s, and it looked like he had a pith helmet and he was fucking around with the Rubik's cube and found out. Um, and then we get, uh, we kind of get a cut to, um, br- which is kind of an interesting concept, right? Because you're like, Oh, like uh, pinhead, the Cenobites are these timeless, like uh, bastions of hell kind of thing. So does it really make sense that he would come in to hell in like 1920, but then you go, Oh wait, like, like hell is beyond time you know like hell and heaven like these these concepts are like timeless and so maybe time doesn't apply in the same way and so it kind of makes sense anyway did that didn't any did that did you have to do any mental math on
4: that i wasn't thinking real hard about it um the one thing that i that i wonder about like like after stepping back was like so, this is Hellraiser, and we're assuming they're in hell, but this is like hell outside of any theology. It's just a real bad place. And it's not even like this is where you go when you die. It's specifically like Rubik's Cube hell. It's, it's like, you know, there's no devil, there's no like necessarily rules for why you get there. It's just like this exists in this universe. And, um, it's its own thing, you know? Which is kind of what hell is anyway, right? Because anything
0: we get about hell is just kind of like he said, she said bullshit. It's right. It's like, you know, it's it's like God wasn't big into like talking about hell, you know, at least through the through the people that wrote the Bible. So what we got is like Dante's Inferno. Yeah.
4: Whenever <laughs> you hear like the people's afterlife experience about dying and then coming back to life, it's always like, oh, yes, I saw it. I saw you know, bright light in the distance, and I followed it through the tunnel, and then I saw my grandpa, and my grandma were there, and and all my my deads, all my dead siblings, and and just felt warmth, and and saw God, and and then I, they said it's not your time, and they sent me back, like no one says like yeah I, I died, and then all of a sudden got real hot, like like my feet were real hot, and uh, it was dark, but I felt like a real strange. Evil presence, and and the devil like looked at me and said, "Like, no, we're not ready for you yet. Get back." <laughs> well, it's because the devil
0: takes all comers, right? He's he's never sending anybody back. Right. Like he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, get in here. You know, like that was always a thing that I had. Uh, that that was always like a like some glitch in the matrix for me. Was I was like, okay like in my religious, like evolution in my mind was like, okay, so you got God who's real exclusive claims to love you, but like real exclusive. It's a club. And if you're not part of the cool kid crowd, you're not getting in. And then you got this guy over here. Who's like, Oh, you're gay? Come on in. Oh, you're you're a good person, but you just didn't believe in God. Great. Come on. Every I I love everyone. Y'all, and I'm and I kept I kept thinking, well, that seems like the nice guy is the guy who accepts you no matter who you are. And,
4: and also like, like it it tells you like Satan is the cl- is a closer. Like, you know, hell <laughs> hell closes. Like I don't you get the sense that Satan would be a real good salesman and yeah. God's like well, we almost got you, but you know, let let's send you back out the door to see if you can fuck this up before yeah. you come back in and, and close this heaven thing. No, yeah, Satan's God a closer. Is- he doesn't send anyone back. He's like, you know, if they if they appear in hell, it's because they want to be here. You know, <laughs> it's like on an auto lot, no one walks onto auto lot not wanting to buy a car. So if you're not closing that sale, that's on you. So you know, God, if you get someone that appears in heaven's gates, you know, it's on you for sending them back and them not not returning. Like that's that's on God. That's on on God,
0: on God, um, on God. Uh, but you know, I mean, that kind of makes God like a middle manager who doesn't want you to get the raise. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he's like or maybe it's saint one... Pe- maybe it's saint peter at, at the <laughs> gates he's like saint peter is the middle manager. there's a lot of middle management in heaven uh-huh. versus uh-huh. you know there's just the one guy there satan is an <laughs> entrepreneur like he's a hustler yeah. he's yeah. like he's gonna he's show his car he's sending his cars in outer space yeah he's <laughs> i mean he's he's got like underlings but he doesn't really trust him you know right so, satan's really always gonna show up for yeah they're like you know what
0: I mean, you're this close to that big, big quarterly bonus, but one more project and don't fuck it up. You know, yeah, one...
4: it really shows you, I mean, when in, in that trope of like the angel and the devil on your shoulders, you know, like that, that tells you everything you need to know. Like an angel is just an underling. Angel is like just a worker. That's the devil true. is the devil. Yeah. He shows up to every meeting Satan, and he's like, Satan shows up to, to every. Important decision yeah. to influence it, and he's again—he's a closer. So, Dude, uh, night channels—you need to get a shirt that says <laughs> Satan is a closer. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a great shirt idea. We we stumbled onto something here. Yeah, we sure did. New new theology of horror movie talk.
0: Yeah, and then we get, and then we so once we see kind of like the origin of Pinhead. Uh, we get to see this brain surgery scene in this mental asylum, which is so reminded me of, of <laughs> Mr. Burns being like, This is brain surgery, not rocket science. Now hand me the ice cream scoop. And <laughs> cause because he this brain surgeon goes in with this like fucking, it's like a Dremel with knives attached to it. It's like this is
4: <laughs> it's not even a Dremel. It's like it's like he took the blender blade out of a blender. And one of those on wand blenders. Yeah. One of those an immersion blenders. he just takes an immersion blender and puts it in someone's skull. So ah, ah, that, ah. that got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we killed this one. I've created a brand new genius um <laughs> procedure. It's the um uh, Oh, shoot what is what what's the procedure where they were they lobotomizer? yeah, it's like the super lobotomy <laughs> <laughs> just immersion blender sounds it's just yeah, it's just uh it's
0: just um drain addict uh, sounds just
4: yeah, there is there is a norm clip. I think on his, when he had his Norm sports McDonald. talk show, yeah, Norm MacDonald. And he was like, it was when the inventor of the lobotomy died. And, uh, you know, the inventor <laughs> of the lobotomy died. Um, lobotomy, for people that don't understand, is when they stick a rod up someone's nose and crack it into their brain and wiggle it around. Uh, he's a genius and will be missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is yeah, not a, <laughs> some medical stuff is not as as uh, smart as you imagine you know
0: so this so this kind of is the setup for the spookiness of this whole thing which is like medical malpractice uh this guy just has a bunch of insane uh, patients who no one cares about and have been forgotten in this insane asylum and he just fucking just scrambles their brains and it's uncomfortable um did any of this malpractice feelings did any of those hit you in any which way
4: um i mean it feels like a, a trope any any time you you see a um mental asylum like the people in charge don't seem to be very uh responsible or concerned about patients, and that's probably the reason for why we don't have them anymore <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's kind of a necessary evil now, like you look at like, oh in every sidewalk in Portland is covered with mentally ill people that are never going to be able to get off the sidewalk, so maybe there should be some kind of some kind of nice
0: kind asylum that's that's nice and and soft walls soft walls maybe doesn't let them hurt themselves so like maybe ties their hands up and then like they need quiet you know so like maybe throw them into like like uh you know into like solitary confinement for long periods of time um what else we're gonna need lobotomies,
4: <laughs> right? Right. I mean, you got it. You got to. We got all these it's shock just treatment. Slope. Mach- we got all these shock treatment machines, like we're, they're going unused. You know, it's a slippery slope.
0: It is, and there's no getting around that. Um, and then we kind of get. Oh, and then we get Kirsty thrown into this asylum, and she immediately starts seeing visions of Frank. Her dad
4: no, but... no 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 it's it's not she sees visions of her dad dad yeah which is not frank frank is Oh, a, her dad the was the guy, guy.
0: who's skinned by frank yeah yeah i'm in
4: hell help me yeah
0: yeah and he's writing on her walls and she like goes over and tastes the blood to make sure that it's like she's not having a vision you know and um and so she knows it's real and so she starts chattering and to this Dr. Chenard, um, about about the Cenobites and about how hell and and everybody is like, yeah, you yeah, and she specifically poop.
4: says like, we gotta destroy this bed, right? At, because at my Frank's house. in there, yeah. Frank's um, sitting in that bed, right? So like, that's basically the whole the whole setup is like, for some reason, this bed is very important to get rid of, and then we see later in Dr. Chenard's like office question mark is just this his man cave his man his man cave is uh this bed with a big huge bloody stain in the in the center the way which, your bed looks yeah <laughs> 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 some days <laughs> um which is like if that's his office how off-putting would it be like Imagine like some parents were bringing in their teenage, their troubled teen, that's like has severe like schizophrenia. And they're like, "We need to get him help." And they bring him into this doctor's office, and it's got a bloody ooh, bed. Ooh, in the Oh, I just gotta put away the trundle bed. Excuse me. <laughs> like, oh, just step around the bloody bed. Um, we keep that for. Well, just don't worry about it. Let's talk about <laughs> Billy. <laughs>
0: what would you say the problem is? And they're like, um, yeah, yeah. So everybody thinks Kirstie's crazy except for Dr. Chenard's, like bed, huh? And he's, so he's got this fucking, he's got this fucking man cave. That's got like, he's got like three, uh, Pandora's boxes over here, puzzle boxes. Um, and they're all equally cool and they're all covered in like a little glass, um, Terrarium thing, um, and and then boy, then th- yeah, he gets one of the the patients, dude. Okay, so we get we get intro to these mental patients, and in each in their own room, and it's a really tense scene because they're all suffering from like their own fucking thing, and some of them are screaming it d- directly into the camera, and it's just rough. And he brings one who's like obsessed. He thinks maggots are on. He's like, he's constantly talking about, it. he's like, get them off. I got bugs on me. He brings him into this bed and he lays him down and he takes off his um, straight jacket. And he's, he's like, okay, go ahead and um, here, go ahead and get those things off your skin. And so this guy's picking at his skin and he's already kind of like got open sores from having done this to himself.
4: And then you see through his eyes and you see on his arm is just like covered in maggots, but it's not really there. And then Dr. Chenard gives him a scalpel. It's like, go at it, buddy. This was
0: one of the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever ever watched in a movie. Cause you got this guy who really, really seems to think that he's covered in maggots and and bugs and stuff, and he's to get them off, he's just cutting himself apart flaying open his skin to like get them off i and it lasted a long time and it dwelt on these shots uh was this impressive to you
4: yeah i mean it was pretty disturbing like it's <laughs> um that was pretty pretty rough scene and just the yeah again the the malpractice element of like this is just a real bad dude yeah and he's just standing there watching the whole thing being like yeah yeah yeah, get those mad, but
0: he's doing this on the bed, on the on the gross Frank bed, um, and I assume all the blood wakes up Frank, who's like who's doing his like dehydrated dude thing in the bed. He's sitting there all dehydrated, like you know, like uh, like NASA uh, ice cream, you know, sitting. Sit, you you know, hey, you ever had some of that NASA ice cream, that space ice cream? Yeah, the freeze dried ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. That's like what Frank's doing inside that mattress. He's mm. just like
1: I got
4: <laughs> And then new blood hits it and he starts like mm. But that wasn't that wasn't Frank in the mattress. That was Julie.
0: Oh, my apologies. Julie's doing the NASA ice cream thing. Yeah, that's right. It was confusing to me because it it did turn out to be the woman, which I didn't understand how she got in there. But don't worry, there'll be a lot more confusing stuff. Uh, coming, (laughs) uh, because this doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Then she, she like gropes around to like grab this guy. And then I love this, this concept of like rehydrating like a dead body. So Julie comes out of the mattress. She's like, she's just like bones and like some musculature and goop, mostly goop. Great special effects on her. Like practical effects were just fucking bonkers on her. And for some reason, it's not a one-to-one uh, return. You know, you don't, you don't suck a guy's body off of him and then get your body restored. You have to literally suck like 30 bodies worth of people to just restore one of your body. And this is the same thing we saw with Frank and Hellraiser. Um, she, Julie, ends up mummifying... Like, 30 people. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a... Never mind.
0: No, go <laughs> ahead. No, 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 I want to know.
4: It's a, you know, like... A... The question is, how many guys do you have to suck off to, to get satisfaction? <laughs> you know? Or suck off of. Right. How much? How much life force do you have to suck out of someone to you know be satisfied yourself and I think that's a question that a lot of girls ask themselves you know well it's a lot it's a
0: question that I think a lot of people ask themselves sure you know like don't judge what would
4: what would be your answer how many people would I have to suck off to feel satisfied yeah like suck out
0: or whatever it is suck suck their life energy yeah
4: (sighs) um put a number on it yeah probably like 10 no let's go let's go baker's dozen was that 13 yeah i got a real big body so i mean i i would have to to like suck out enough just the fat would be probably about seven of those people i feel like i could go forever you know, like that would be like, great. Yeah, do a Hellraiser where it's just a like a morbidly obese person trying to, <laughs> to get back. And so the first like five is like they're all their muscular there. I gotta put all this back.
0: I gotta put my winter weight back on.
4: Yeah. And so it's like half the movie is them just getting like more, more layers of fat before they get to their skin.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like you quit bringing me these little waifs. I need some. <laughs> i need, need girls more. with meat on their bones
4: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i feel like i could i feel like i could just go and go you know like i feel like
4: i could i'm i'm a taker
0: you know um i mean i can dish it out but
4: uh. it feels like they might also give up too early you know it seems like they're it's like the people that you know crack open the chicken bones to suck out the the uh the marrow wow. what you know, like people do that yeah, people eat bone marrow like those people like that eat bone marrow mm-hmm. like those those people could probably get by with like three people. They like suck out all the life energy until like they were just dry husks of corpses like Julie's like like mm. takes a little bite off the chicken and that's and enough. Puts, yeah,
0: I don't like this stuff.
4: Oh, I'm so full.
0: <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> oh, I'm so full. That one's bad. I left that out. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So once she restores herself, Julie then like comes back to Kirsty and backhands the
4: ever-loving shit out of her. <laughs> oh wait we we skipped over we skipped over like some of my favorite parts in the movie before we get oh, okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So so, <laughs> so chenard resurrects Julie. And then takes her home, you know, to as you do. And, (laughs) like, she dresses in some of his clothes and chooses, you know, as she's like this blood-covered corpse, goopy, chooses his white suit to wear. Which is like, if I was him, I'd be like, the red suit was right next to it. couldn't you have chosen the burgundy suit um but then like he completely wraps her up in in gauze like a mummy which i think is kind of might be kind of a reverse homage to bride of frankenstein which um yeah i mean bride of frankenstein was basically a mummy for for most of it until the very very last scene um but yeah the uh and then the scene where she's all wrapped up uh, like a mummy, but her lips are all bloody on the outside and they start making out. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, some men, they find it hard to uh, do stuff with a bloody girl. Like, that's that's not me, though. You know, I like that. That doesn't, some some men, like, are fine with that. And Dr. Chenard was one of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, that's true. Hey, you know what? You bring up uh, Bride of Frankenstein kind of made me remember that we got it, that this is your month for the pretentious review. And I've been having such a fucking amazing time with our pretentious reviews that are only available on Patreon. Last month we did, what was it? Blood Spattered Bride. Uh, Do you have any ideas for what you're going to do this month? Uh nope. I
4: haven't thought, thought about,
0: about it. it. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Um, yeah, these ones from the seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties, or sixties and seventies, really. These are. I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot more of those.
4: Mm-hmm. Really so yeah, then them. then eventually, like Julie gets completely reconstituted, um, by killing the doctor that helps Christy Kirsty. Is it Kirsty or Christy? Um, get out of the, get out of the hospital. And then she reunites with Kirstie and gives her the biggest backhanded slap to, like, knock her completely out. Yeah, she sends her to hell with that fucking thing. Like, I was like, damn.
0: Uh, yeah. She, and, and then so one of the patients is this little girl who just does puzzles. You know, this is super 80s and 90s concept of of the. Of the character who is there to do the thing, you know, like this is the, this is your one, your single use character that this is what they do. Uh, You can tell she's good at doing puzzles because we have her doing puzzles in every scene. She does puzzles. And so she does not just the puzzle box, but she does the
4: advanced puzzle box for advanced users. Right. And I love, I love how they... The amount of thought they put into it. It was like, why is she in the uh, in the mental asylum? She does puzzles. She does puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> she just does too many puzzles. She's really good at it. Like, oh, okay. She's like, look at her. She, you, sweetie, darling. <laughs> no, she's still doing the puzzle. <laughs> she belongs here. It's like, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Did this? So this this actress. Um, or this, this character is played by Imogen Borman. Did she remind you of anyone? Cause she looked exactly like the little girl from to me
0: from RoboCop three and or free
4: Willie. Um, nope. Not, not that she, to me, she looked exactly like Deb from Napoleon dynamite. Well, that is the girl. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, is it? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, at least that's the one, the, the girl I'm thinking of,
4: but like the same, same age range, like two, like they, they, you'd put them up against each other and be like, God damn, that's like the same person almost. Yeah. Let me, yeah. Now, now you've got, because this
0: girl is recurs in my mind so frequently because of Deb, here she is, Tina, uh, and she was in waterworld that's what i was thinking of she was the little girl in waterworld um i think she was also in she was in andre that's right the uh the the one with the um the seal i believe um and then yeah and then it was a long time and then napoleon dynamite yeah yeah i was thinking of waterworld yep that uh that that she definitely reminded me of Uh, Tina Majorino.
4: Wow. You had some deep cuts. I didn't know her from anything other than Napoleon dynamite. She, well, it's because
0: I kept getting her and the little girl from Robocop, uh, three, um, mixed up because they looked very similar when they were young. Um, and I, I don't know that I'll actually Nico, I think was her name, which is played by Remy Ryan. Um, and really the only thing she did was she was
4: in the flash in 1990 as well but she didn't do a whole lot man man one of the benefits of uh r- recording remotely is that we can we're looking at our computer screen so we can really easily IMD, IMDb stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're going to be instantly more researched and you know we're so smart no that's more that's one you. star no more one star reviews for not being researched you know All right just yeah. for being misogynistic. Well, which is, you know, that's just you. Uh,
0: <laughs> so let's see here. Now is when the whole thing kind of just, I mean, it's it's going off the rails and we're starting to go into hell or something, uh, someplace, which is um, this gigantic maze. And, uh, and all, all these characters are kind of like coming in, into hell and out of hell kind of at their own whim uh kirstie is there uh she and she's and she's taking the puzzle girl with her because the puzzle girl is kind of like the key master to the whole thing because she gets she can do the puzzle and um but more importantly dr chenard who's been searching for this for the portal to hell or whatever it is for a long time, he gets taken there and instantly made into like new, a new school Cenobite. Right. That was kind of the way I read that he's like, it's turned into this ultra Cenobite. Like he's like the transformer, like Optimus prime version of the rest.
4: No, well actually, you know, maybe the more apropos description would be it's a Megatron turning into Galvatron.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay, nerd.
4: <laughs> no, he's, he's but he's already evil, but then he gets turned into super evil, you know.
0: Yeah. It's crazy the 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 character design on him so like this like ju- he's full of tentacles. Like so this big tentacle comes in, grabs his hand his head and gives him a, like a, a lobotomy with his little his little thing. And then the way he moves is by being transported around by this giant tentacle that like hovers him over everything by the head.
4: And then tentacles come out of his hands. Yeah, he's like the original Doc Ock, basically. He looks a lot like Doc Ock. What is that? Isn't there like a mutant in the X-Men series where they have like tentacles coming out of their wrists? It's kind of like a similar to Wolverine, but it's like tentacles coming out of their wrists. Um, yeah, it's it's not coming to me right now, but it may, it may
0: come to me as we, as we continue down this road, because I mean, there's so much, <laughs> there's so many characters that are, that are fucking, that are like rip offs of other characters. Like if there is a character, it's a, it's, it's a rip of something else. Um, anyhow, um, so yeah, he, and he's got all these like attachments, right? That come out of his hands and his feet and shit. And they're like, you know, they're various devices of pain and pleasure and this kind of thing. And he, for some reason, gets in a fight with the Cenobites. Like it's new school Cenobite versus old school Cenobites. And they're like, you can't, you can't come to hell and like bring your shit. And he's like, fuck you. And he zaps them with his like Cenobite power. It's a crazy, it's like a, I love this part. How did how did it strike you?
4: Sorry, I was distracted because I found the character I was thinking of. It's oh, okay. Omega Red. Does oh yes, ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah Is I he a mutant?
0: A, I have a uh, no. He's a bad guy, or he might be a mutant, just a bad guy um, mutant. I have a I have a comic book. Uh, one of the last Deadpool comics of him that Brian I Brian Pusin, um signed it for me because he was one of the co-writers on that on that particular one. But he's on the cover of it. Omega Red. Anywho. Um sorry, what was your question? How did you like this fight between new school Cenobites and old school Cenobites where they're like I I didn't understand why they were fighting exactly. I thought they were like all on the same side, but
4: well it was kind of weird because Christy Kirsty Christy Kirsty uh was like okay, so she discovers this picture of Pinhead before he's Pinhead, and he's like, "Look, look into the eyes of your past." And Pinhead's like, "Oh, maybe I am a good guy," and just instantly turns back into Big Eared Brad, Doug Bradley. Um, like, and I didn't get like why they would do that. Like, it's kind of like I don't know kind of fell flat. It's like, there's there. this is undeserved. This turn of events of like, oh, remember that you were human once? And then that just makes all the Cenobites feel bad now. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to be human. And then they turn back into humans. Like, that's it? That's all it would take? Like, it seems like they're... It seems like they're pretty into what they're doing. You know? It seems like they're getting... Pretty, pretty good enjoyment out of just torturing and ripping people to shreds, like. Yeah. But just yeah. the, is that it's just the fact that they forgot that they were human once. That's all it takes. I don't know. Feels weird, and and then that's like the setup for the fight between the you know Doc Ock and and the Cenobites is is that like scene where they're like, oh yeah, maybe we're. Maybe you we're human, and then instantly they get myrtleized.
0: Yeah i I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of cool that there was like a new a new a new bad guy in town, kind of like
4: in the. Cool. It was cool. I mean, he was it was definitely cooler than Pinhead. I, I'll say that.
0: You because you think, oh well, it does. You can't get more evil than the Cenobites, right? They're so evil. It, that's what's in your mind, and then this new guy comes to town and he just dispatches with them so quickly and easily. And it's like, damn, he's so power. Like, this is all like the 13 year old kid in my brain watching this thing being like, Oh, the new one's much more powerful than the old one. I am very impressed. Uh, wow. And you know, like kind of like super geeking out about it, like in my head and not realizing what I'm doing, which is a a sign that the movie really got me. I was like, I was like, "Uh huh? go on it's good it's yeah you zap him oh wow but this guy's real bad now holy moly you know (laughs) I definitely I definitely reverted in there and and it's it makes it for a real cool bad guy because it's like you thought those guys were bad we got an even badder bad guy and then we have kind of like this this thing where Dr. Chenard or Doc Ock is bringing everybody into this labyrinth, and and kind of teasing them and like letting them run around and you know check it out, and see their new digs. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end of this whole thing, like he, he kind of becomes a god in of hell, and his he ch- changes his pu- the puzzle box into this like pointy, like shine bright like a diamond um, puzzle box that spins around above hell i don't know it's, it's like the all-seeing eye kind of
4: yeah it's yeah there's kind of like the uh the diamond eye of sauron that that comes into it quite a bit before then but yeah i mean it's this is where it gets a little like iffy because all this stuff is cool all the visuals and all like the helplessness and and like the dream logic but then when it comes down to it it's like it leads to an unsatisfying ending because it's just and then they wake up the end it's like and then they solve the box and they get back into the hospital and that's it like okay so that's it like you just have to solve a rubik's cube to get in there and solve a rubik's cube to get out no
0: bryce because at one point he said the doctor is in (laughs) (laughs) remember when he said that that was great yeah the doctor is in. Well, there it is. That's um, that is our review of Hellbound. Um, the end. Yeah, it just kind of comes at you real fast, and then at the end, I was kind of like, "What the hell did I just watch?" And uh, and then it it ends. And uh, but you you're left with a bunch of fucking crazy, uh, gnarly shit uh, that you can't have. Uh, you can't unsee um so that's kind of that's kind of where i was left with this whole thing how who who is this for
4: uh fans of of uh 80s practical effects uh top of the list um goth kids um people in the s&m um anyone that wants to see weird shit like if if you're lane of horror is like, I want to see some extreme weird shit like Hellraiser two should be at the top of your list.
0: Yeah. Here's what I have written down. This is legit. One of the best eighties horror movies ever made. All the things that you think that the, that the phrase eighties horror movies stands for that applies to this movie. This movie does all of those things. It is the, Definition of an 80s horror movie. It's crazy. It's cool. It's got tons of practical effects. It's uh it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it still entertains you to a an incredible degree. So um so without any further ado, let's get into horror movie whores. We have so many calls, so many of you guys called uh so let's just get into it um did we already play
4: this one uh it starts us with uh anasaurus let me just start okay that's what i thought okay here we go from finland
5: hey guys it's anasaurus from finland hello god i'm so behind on life and podcast but i wanted to comment on the afterpod uh, on the uh, prey afterpod actually on the yard <laughs> and that dessert place oh my god it sounds so good we don't have anything like that I mean I know of one dessert place but it's really far from me there's one pancake place never been there always wanted to go but and you have the dairy queens apparently everywhere and other places but we don't have stuff like that I don't know if it's good or you know people are getting fatter and fatter but I would love something like that although it's no good for me you know I just have a stomach thing and I just puke everything out and diarrhea all over the place did I say that well that's what happens anyway and this uh this curry thing that was funny because. Uh, the people who started doing that this year. Um, I think they've actually been to Finland, possibly, this year, because Kari, that's a Finnish male name, actually, a very common one. So possibly they've just been to Finland and seen their uncle Kari or something, you know? So maybe that's where that comes from. Anyhow, hope you're doing great.
0: Love you, Anasaurus. I'm oh, sorry, my um, dog was just pooping.
5: Buddy, come on. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Hugs. And hug your moms. <laughs> Later. Bye.
4: Sorry, my dog was just pooping. So, Anna, Anna is probably one of my favorite listeners. Like, she's... <laughs> she's commenting on the
0: afterpod, so this is yeah, another... Yeah, so you'll, pod you'll have
4: to rely on my super memory here so like number one she was talking about you were talking about going to the yard like yeah the, which is an ice cream shop an ice cream shop that like its gimmick is it puts everything in a in a mason jar that you can take with you but it's like half of the ice cream is in the mason jar and half of it is over the top basically but you can also just
0: get a cup of of like mixed in, mixed like specialized cookie dough right like you just they just give you cookie dough and you just like yeah. eat it like a big fat fucking glut. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And they're like $10 for yeah. everything. And so my counter to that was like, you can just go to Dairy Queen and get a blizzard. And it's just as good to me. I mean, I don't care about walking. I don't care about walking away with a mason jar. I have mason jars. Something about room temperature, like really buttery cookie dough.
0: Um, served to me by some cute little girl. Um, hmm. I'll pay ten dollars for that okay there's
4: like, right. so- something to that and then the other thing she was talking about, Carrie, that like you, oh, it was when you went to um Wildfin uh, on the waterfront, and okay, the server was like, Oh, Kari, yeah, yeah,
0: everybody's calling my wife Carrie now. her name's carrie k a r i. Uh huh. And suddenly, like in the last five five months, people are like, "Kari, oh, is your name Kari?" And it's like, "Why would you fucking think that?" What? What is? Who? When have you heard anyone say Kari? What's the matter with you?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I I made the argument, which was like, it's about fifty fifty whether someone's named Tara or Tara, or uh, Carrie or yeah, Kari. but it's
0: not that way with Carrie or Kari. It is. Ninety nine percent carry. Yeah. I mean, maybe the scales just tipped recently. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I have heard like I have heard people just recently. So it happens so frequently. It happened last week. Someone was like, oh, hi. I was like, this is my wife, Carrie. And they're like, K.A.R.I. And I was like, why are you doing this? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you'll always be carrie to me. Because I'm from Sweden, and that's a, that's the way we say it in Sweden. And I was like, wow. can you imagine meeting someone? First thing you say is, you're pronouncing your name wrong, and I'm going to pronounce it the way I want to pronounce it to you from now on. It's like, okay. Anyway, oh I've been having a real debacle getting a shirt to fucking Finland. I oh, and yeah. listen, listen Anna, we've Anna. been
4: trying to send you some, some t shirts, Anna, and I've spent it's not working out <laughs> hours and lots of money to
0: try and send you these shirts. I cannot continue. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, I'm Kari. I'm all those things.
4: Next Yeah, it got sent it got sent back, and the reason for them sending it back, return to sender, was other. No more clarification. So they just
0: did the same thing over again. So great,
4: cool, super cool, <laughs> fucking
0: awesome. Spent sixty dollars sending that to fucking Finland, I'm and sorry. that's
4: why we don't sell our shirts to, <laughs> overseas. <laughs> well, we may soon. Well, we'll see. We'll see, um, but not now. Next caller. Next caller. Yellow yeah, is Elizabeth. I am um, just listening to your malignant
3: review, um, which I agree with. The- hot pile of trash um I don't even so to answer your question about how James Wan came up with this um I actually believe it was written by his wife largely Mm -hmm. um I was reading an article about how she's like really interested in like weird sciences and like Siamese twins or something like that so um that's how the story came and I'm sure James Wan was like yeah great idea so let's see that um, she's actually in the movie, too. She plays one of the police officers with, like, the brown hair and the glasses. Um, she's, like, talking to the, the one guy. And I also think that um, I was watching a YouTube video do a comparison to that video, and they um, the main actor is Asian, and they think that um, they modeled that guy after James Wan. So, I don't know. Um, figured I'd throw my two cents in there. But, yeah, half pile of trash. Still think Coast is the worst but I know it's pretty up there.
0: So All right, later. She makes well, it a point every bad. time to
4: bring up Host because I reviewed that and said that was a great, great movie. It's uh, and is a terrible movie. It's very Yeah, bad. a lot of people agree. I disagree. Yeah, I think it's great.
0: Malignant, What well, we can all agree that Malignant was bad.
4: Yep. Very bad. Except half people love it. There's a lot of people half. that love that movie. That's true. That is true. Which is weird a little confusing next call
2: it's your boy Bugsy calling in from Tampa but your favorite whore anyways guess what David Day gave me a new favorite word instead of pretentious contentious contentious is my new favorite word thank you very this is a get out review by the way. Anyways, uh, you know, I heard y'all talking about um Tyler Perry being a billionaire. It's funny. We went to the store, I used to let my mom pick out, you know, whatever used to be. She tried to get like Tyler Perry's Halloween. I made her put it back. Anyways, really like the new intro song. Um also, if you guys like that uh, you know, It place or whatever, there's a music video. It's called Purple Ape. Church Purple Ape music video. The first 3 minutes is like a get out intro, but it's just a uh, it's like a sunken place of nothing but weed and sexy women you guys would absolutely love it and um, i'm definitely gonna bing some porn when i get home so thank you very much bryce you can see all those hot spanish women that work at this amazon plant you know makes me want to bing bong all day but uh yeah bing you know google search results really are limited and um yeah i listened to the, i haven't listens yet but i'm going to and i'm just imagining on after pod there's gonna be at least 69 and thumbs but uh i didn't realize the woman from get out was the same chick from 40 old virgin that was cool to know and i'm um, also you know i don't know if you ever saw that family guy skit where it was 80s black guys versus 90s black guys it's like, oh no these are 90s black guys you know because 80s black guys is kind of like breakdance 90s was tutu. so like What if Chris had a gun? He had a gun on him. I feel like the whole movie would have ended like the first 15 minutes. And it is crazy to me. I didn't put it together, but you know, picking cotton saved his life. That's fucking cool, I guess. But anyways, much love. To my Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel coming in from Tampa, Florida. And, you know, I love you guys. Bryce and David just wanted to show some love. Your
0: favorite whore, Bugsy. Wow. (laughs) That was, (laughs) he's back. That was... Don't
4: call it a comeback.
0: That was some crazy fast stream of consciousness there. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys want to get a hold of the show, I I forgot to say this at the start of the bit. Call us at Mm 682-253-4468. Call Like Bugsy. Get in here and just fart all over the walls with... Jesus. He likes my word contentious. That's my word. I made that up. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. I believe that Next. already was a word, contentious.
0: No, I made it. It's mine. Right. He likes it because it, it it sounds like another word. Next call. It's Web
2: Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel, calling in from Tampa. And I just wanted to call back because, you know, my I got in my car after work. Bluetooth kicked on. I wanted to make sure you guys got the message. But anyways, to sum it. it all up. My favorite new word, thanks to David, is contentious.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We got it. <laughs> Jesus
3: Christ. bitches so i was so excited that you guys did a video podcast you guys are so fucking cute it was great to watch um finally i'm excited you guys did the ring i don't understand why bryce didn't like it but that's a conversation for another day um there's a new trailer that just came out and it's called winnie the pooh blood and honey and i would love to know what your feedback is once
5: you watch it really
3: fucking stupid.
0: Anyways, love you guys. Bye. Oh, it's it's the uh bat phone. Who is it? Are you gonna answer it?
4: Yeah, it's just Safeway Pharmacy telling me my meds are ready to be picked up. That's the only thing that calls on that phone apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was Ruby. Uh she's she's my favorite um because I like her voice. Mm -hmm. um and that's that's all you really have
4: to do to be my favorite is have a have a cute voice um yeah i've seen the trailer for yeah Pooh blood and honey it looks just exactly like it sounds yeah an extreme winning the Pooh. i
0: think i think it's going to be i think it's going to be one of the biggest low budget horror movies ever made in the last 20 years probably
4: yeah there's this lane like i i got really into it like uh last year two years ago or so like there's a subreddit called i'm sorry john have you ever come across that
0: yeah the garfield one where it's
4: just yeah garfield rendered as like a um what's it called the oh, uh monstrosity like love lovecraftian you know old god <laughs> that's feeding on john and so this is kind of in that lane of like taking winnie the pooh and making it just making him grotesque and and evil and ill-intentioned
0: yeah love love ruby um and so let's see here we got next call oh it's sydney from boston we got to meet her at our last oh this is this is her um, i didn't even make that connection at our our last live show in june where we screened hereditary and Mm -hmm. the kiggins in vancouver
3: hello guys it's sydney from boston um I'm just listening to the Ring episode now, and I wanted to say that this was the absolute scariest movie to me as a child. I watched it when I was like 12, and I watched it with my dad and my stepmom. And right after the movie, our house phone rang, like our landline. Uh And I started crying immediately when the phone was ringing. And it was like midnight, like we weren't supposed to be getting a call, like nothing. My dad answers the phone, and he was like, oh, there was no one there. And then I'm hysterical. I'm on the floor. I'm hysterical. I'm crying. I'm a mess. I'm like, oh, my God, Samara's going to come get us. And then my dad puts down the phone, whatever. The phone rings again, and my stepmom picks it up, and she goes, it's for you, Sydney. And I'm like, oh. I'm 12 years old. Like, I, I ha- I'm, no one is fucking calling my house at midnight it was it was the worst it was the worst experience of my life I would not touch that phone I ran up to my room and come to know that my stepmom was calling the house phone with her cell phone and trying to scare me but it was so bad I had to be like consoled all night and I didn't fucking sleep and I kept my tv on all night because I thought if I shut it off that tomorrow was gonna fucking come through that tv so I haven't watched it since then, so I don't know if it holds up. I don't know if I'd be like more on David's side or Bryce's side, but um, love it as usual. Um, you know, keep up the good work. Maybe, maybe I'll get out to um, Vancouver again at some point. But um, love you guys. Bye.
0: That was a fabulous story. That's. that's- <laughs> That's the Man, story of how Sydney became a horror fan.
4: Yeah. I I just see it as a lost opportunity for a dad. Like her her dad just said it just said 7 days and then they hung up. Oh well. That's it. <laughs> Would you ever do this to your kid? Just terrify him with a with a movie?
0: Yeah, you know, do this kind of thing.
4: No, probably not. I'm I'm not quite that mean, but uh I would think about it. Definitely. Oh yeah. It depends on the kid, right?
0: Because you can think of some of your kids that would be okay doing this and even maybe have a little bit of fun, like a little bit of fun on the back end. Like I imagine how Sydney, how it struck Sydney, because obviously she's a lifelong horror fan, but you know, another kid, you know, if I were to do this to one of my girls, that'd be the end of her life. You know, she just, I'm going to die now. Goodbye.
4: My kids are so sensitive to horror in any form. Like they're, they're hyper like, uh, sensitive to it. So like Penny yesterday was, um, she wanted to watch, well, there's a whole story, but we'll tell in the afterpod, but she wanted to watch, uh, music videos. Um, and so we came across, um, Radiohead's Burn the Witch music video. It had like a clip and it. It just has like a little stop motion bird on the cover as the thumbnail. She's like, let's watch that one. Burn the Witch. And if you haven't seen it before, it's literally just the plot of um, the Wicker Man done in stop motion. And (laughs) it doesn't show much, but there's a point at which like there's just kind of some menace. There's like a butcher's like a kind of farmer's market table with like some blood coming out of a butchered pig or something like that. And then at the end, of course they, they burn the guy, but then it shows him making his way out and he's, he doesn't actually get burned, but just that, that little blood, she's like that, that just turned the tone and I didn't enjoy it for the rest of the time. (laughs) Like it's (laughs) so, but I also think there's a little bit in there where it's like they're, She's, she's definitely wanting to dip her toes a little more into the horror, but yeah, I think if she watched the ring, she'd be pretty fucked up. Probably not Eston though. I imagine Eston is even a hundred times worse. Like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. anything where there's just heightened emotion. He's like running away and covering his eyes.
0: Um,
4: this next call. Hi. Thank
0: call. Uh, sorry. Th- this next caller is, um, by the way, beyond the grave who gave us, I think we were ranting and raving about um, their call last mm. time about The Stranger by the Lake. I think, I think he, might, he might assume. Oh, right, right, game. right.
6: Coming from beyond the grave again. As far as a re-review of Stranger by the Lake, that could be interesting, but I feel like it would be a lot of me being like, oh, let's look at this picture here. You see how he's given a blowjob with the condom on? No one does that. No one would yeah. do that. But uh I'm not I'm not limited to, you know, just just gay horror, you know. I I've 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 been known to, you know, to perform cunnilingus in a in a movie theater while watching Blue Jasmine, which um which is actually more lesbian, probably one of the most traffic things you can do is, you know, eat out while watching Cape Blanchett, uh and then, then you get back in the Subaru and go home and crochet. <laughs> um but yeah i'd be open to a review you know uh jennifer tilly has that that lesbian uh film um bound but oh, yeah bound that's that's more thriller than anything so let's see as far as the new hellraiser movie if it's anything like the original there's going to be you know a real realistic sex scene, like with that Annie Lennox looking lady, but uh, maybe she'll come back for this one and be, you know, doing some lesbian stuff. Anyway, uh, let's keep in touch. See you later. Woo! Happy Labor Day weekend!
4: Ooh. Hey, we just glossed over, I, I just realized we completely glossed over the scene in Hellraiser 2 where it just shows her full-on vagina that's skinless. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, there's, like, Chenard is, like, going to finger her just completely skinless vagina. I like my vaginas with skin. Yeah. You know, call me
0: old-fashioned, but I like nice, meaty vagina, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I like a lot of that labia majora. Yeah, That's just like, I'm...
4: I like my my vagina au jus, you know? <laughs>
0: How could nice. anyone say that we're. What did they say?
4: I was telling my wife about it. I shared her like that, 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 um, comment string and like where mm-hmm. we we're kind of simpatico with where our heads were at. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get it. She like listened to the 15 minutes and Aaron was like, Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like if you don't listen to the whole thing, you just, yeah. I'm like, What would be in the first 15 minutes? She's like, the intro have you not heard the intro i was like wow. oh no we're just oh yeah dude but oh oh yeah
0: like women, okay yeah like listen women to that and love I like women can't love
4: women i was listening to that and i was like well wait a minute. Let's, let's think about this critically like who doesn't is it love that bad tits? to say i don't that i is it bad to say that i like big tits it's like it's a preference
0: dude women don't, love- don't
4: king shame me Women love big tits. Like, yeah, who doesn't
0: and, love big tits? Who 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 is who is the person clamoring for for like small and medium tits? Like, plus the first person
4: that says it is a woman. So I mean, really, right? Where are you coming from? Really, if you're going to give us a bad review, we're just going to roll around in it like a pig in shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you uh, probably our most common one-star reviews are we're misogynist two is we're just a bunch of bros three, which is which is bar none bottom line incorrect right three is we don't like halloween uh four is will you stop complaining about one star reviews please um,
0: <laughs> yeah
4: well no it's our brand yeah <laughs>
0: We, 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 yeah, take by energy. giving us
4: a one star review, all you're doing is feeding into our own self hatred. So, I mean, yeah, we already hate ourselves. Um, you're not going to change anything. I don't know that
0: we're going to get to all these. There's a fucking, there's lot a lot of, of them. Um, so we'll probably, you know, we might, we might do something special. I'll talk to Bryce about it. Um, but let's do two more and then call it good for today.
4: Holy shit. We do have a lot.
0: Let's do three more and then call three it
4: three for- more. Yeah.
6: Hey, HMT, this is Bino Bearhand from, from Virginia. Hey, I just had my first child. Hey, Mazel. On, uh, September, no, August 29th. And uh, I was wondering if you two cool dads could give me some new dad tips with a newborn. Thanks.
0: All right. Well, Let's first off, you Mazel Tov. Right. Yeah, Mazel. Wait, before you get into this, the way Google Translate threw this up on my screen, he says, and I was wondering if you two dads could give me some new dad
4: tits mm. um, and not tips. That'll come naturally. I mean, you're just going to be a little more sedentary and and like put on some... some we love uh, big tits. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, first off, like, this is really what I learned about being a dad um, mm-hmm. from all the training that I got in the hospital and before and after is is really it comes down to one thing. Don't shake the baby. Like, that's, that's they really nailed that.
0: Send that one home. don't they?
4: Yeah, they're like, you're going to want to you're going to want to shake this baby. Don't like just don't shake the baby. Not even whatever you do, not even a little bit. It's a very, very fragile person. And if you shake it, you're going to do some real damage. Not even a test shake. Not even a little one. Not even like a jiggle. Like, just don't shake your baby. And it's it almost feels like it's gaslighting you at a point where you're like, why? Why would this be such Why do you keep a? Br- I mean, saying that can't you just look at me and tell tell that you don't have to give me this DVD that tells me not to shake a baby? Like, what kind of monster do you think I am? And then you have a baby, and you're like, God damn, I want to shake this fucking baby. So <laughs> you're like, at least I would at least like to jostle it a little
0: bit. And they're like, ah, jostling leads to shaking. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a point. You're gonna want to shake the baby, right? A don't, lot. don't, don't, don't. Shake the baby. All successful dads will tell you, "Don't shake the baby." All failed dads may you may get who knows what kind of advice.
4: And congratulations, be no bare hand. Yeah, um, yeah. In all honesty, like uh, newborns are the easiest. Like you just change it, feed it, look at it. That's unless it. it's
0: got, unless it's colicky, and then
4: God, God help you. Right, God help you. Okay. next Second next to talk. last caller for now.
1: Yeah. Horror Movie Talk. This is this is Babyface Billy. I'm, um, I'm calling you from the studio over here, the Hotline Pod studio. Um, you guys haven't been returning my calls. I've been trying to get back on the show since the last time I was on, which was about a year ago.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't even
1: listen to you guys anymore, but I'm still trying to get a spot so I can boost the numbers in my show uh um, you know, if, if you get this call just you'll know, call me back or let me know cuz i'm really trying to you know, my number's are low over here all right all right, bye-bye.
4: Right, oh man we should have should have screened that one i mean we've we've got we've got half of we've got half of the show here like, uh, David David promotes it all the time. I don't know why we'd need Babyface on here. Uh, Babyface is welcome, though. I mean, we can have him on again. We had him on for old, and it was one of the most
0: controversial episodes we've ever, right. ever had. Some people were like, fucking Babyface Billy! Woo! And other people were like, never again. I will stop listening to your show for good if you bring him back. So there may be a reason why my other podcast, Hotline and Advice Podcast... <laughs> Uh the, frankly I I think Babyface is one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's definitely talented. Uh don't let his, you know, it's hard. You you get saddled with an accent like that and people just want to stereotype you, which is you would think with today with all the wokeness we wouldn't be stereotyping so much. Give it a chance. Give Hotline Podcast a chance. Um But, uh, yeah, we got to get Babyface on here again. Have another episode that makes people happy and sad. It's a final call. This is Glittercore.
3: Um, Has anybody else noticed Robert the Farter's voice has gotten super manly and, quite frankly, sexy? Mm.
2: I
5: have.
3: And I feel like it's gotten deeper um, over the years or year he's been calling. I don't know if HMT has heard or watched him usher himself into manhood, but man, if I wasn't so happily married, I tell ya, because definitely watching horror movies and farting are two of my absolute favorite things to do. And uh, now I just feel like a perverted cougar because um, I don't know how old he is, but
0: I'm
3: excited for him. I think he's got great prospects coming his way. Anyway. All right.
4: Out,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you farted.
4: Well, uh, now you feel like a perverted cougar. I, I, yeah. I mean, this is what makes you feel like that. Uh, I feel like that could have come in the past. Glittercore, is, to be honest,
0: one of the greatest, one of the
4: greatest fans we have. For yeah, if for sure. it, if not, if it hasn't happened already, I'm sure that call has just made Robert's balls drop. Like, oh, you know, he, I,
0: I was saying that. It, I was saying that a couple episodes. I was like, have you noticed that Robert's voice is really dropping down a couple octaves here? And uh, and he's, yeah, I mean, I definitely have noticed what you're saying, Glittercore. Yeah. And Robert, listen, uh, if you haven't seen any pictures of Glittercore, you can hit on over to the Facebook group. She's, she's plastered all over there. And um, she fits that. I mean, she said it. She's she's in the intro. Her voice is in the intro.
4: You know, I, I think if Robert, if you play your cards right, you could have a threesome with Glitter Corner and, and her husband like she's she's playing coy. But I feel like you show up with bottle wine and earnest scared stupid and like you could make some things happen.
0: I'm not going to I'm not going to drop where they're from, but I they're in adjoining states. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So right.
4: just saying. I mean, don't be stingy, Glittercore. I'm just saying.
0: Don't be stingy.
4: Don't be stingy, Mark. Okay, everyone. Um,
0: Came here to be scared, right? You came here to be scared. Uh, Everybody, I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, we, We throw out new episodes every single week on Wednesdays, so make sure to subscribe, share the show with a friend. If you want to help out the show, you can do so. By heading over to our website, hormovietalk.com, clicking that link over to the Amazon um, that brings you to Amazon, and then buy, buy, do your shopping on Amazon after you click that link. And then we get a little bit of that. Or you can support the show by becoming a patron um, and, uh, or just subscribing on YouTube. Uh, we are, this show has been recorded on video and we're throwing it on YouTube. So you get to see our ugly mugs up here and, um,
4: please subscribe Uh, please subscribe to youtube
0: please okay i'm begging you dude it's no one like no one likes this they they, they don't like feeling like they're doing you a favor they want to do it because they want to do it so gross ew bryce um yeah special thanks to everybody who i mentioned at the top of the show um who joined patreon we got denise h robert the Farter himself laura d ariana l and joseph q thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts and if you want to get a hold of the show and uh, talk about robert's sexy voice go ahead and call 682-253-4468 we love you bye
4: bye hello and welcome to horror movie talk an opinionated and accidentally
0: funny horror movie review show. Go 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 go! Let's take a the
6: scraggly
0: woods. He had no face. Horror. Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. New theatrical releases always get
4: priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh,
0: uh, uh. Wow, that didn't sound good. I was I could... What do you want me to do? Stand up.
2: Okay, I then you could... the... stand up. What do you want me to do?
0: Stand
1: up. Okay, then what the Stand Up All Right! Stand up! Stand up and face me! Okay. Put your knife up. Okay. Now
2: yeah, what if what
1: are use you your me? knife to defend yourself? Come on!
2: I don't know how to use it,
0: Okay, you know what? I'm gonna drop it on the ground because that's normally what I would do. Alright. Okay.
1: You got the knife again. No way! You have a knife! I'm not gonna let you hit me with the knife! Are you crazy? Come on, come on. No, no, come no. On. Come no, on. No. no, no! Come on! No way! Come on! Adam! No! Come on! No. Adam! Adam! Stop, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Just stop it! Ah!